Mrs. Waterford that she could see the baby, I would be there. I would make sure nothing happened. Don't be stupid. You don't own me. I'm not your property. So take a shifty little bitty eyes off of me. They don't know what's wrong with her. They're doing everything that they can, but she's getting worse. Welcome to Eyes on Gilead, our weekly podcast dedicated to The Handmaid's Tale. There's a lot going on in this show, and we think it helps to talk it out after every episode drops on SBS and at SBS On Demand, and we hope you agree. I'm Fiona Williams, and I manage our online coverage of movies and TV here at SBS, and I'm joined by my colleagues and fellow resistors, Sana Kadar. Hello, good to see you back. Oh, thank you very much, yes. And of course, Sana is a business journalist here at SBS. I am. And Natalie Handley. Hello. Hello, managing editor of SBS Life. We have just watched episode eight of The Handmaid's Tale, which is called Women's Work. And just a quick recap of this episode. This week, we see the pros and cons of the women of Gilead banding together for a little bit of rule breaking. This has negative consequences for Serena and June when the commander's back home, recuperated, and he wants his office back. But it has a positive effect elsewhere in the episode when the women of Gilead from all social classes decide that the ends justify the means when the life of a baby is at stake. So what do we think? Sana, um, what was the standout for you this episode? Well, the ending notwithstanding, because I think we'll need to unpack the baby's decline and return to health for sure. Apart from that, a highlight was, not to sound flippant about there's so much in this program, but the moment when June and Nick grab each other's hands. I know I'm obsessed yes. with Nick, but... <laughs> I love it Full too. disclosure. It, oh, truly, I, yeah. that moment was so fleeting, but it really mm. impacted me because that's the only connection they have the whole episode. But also it made me instinctively grab out for my husband's hand and oh, just feel nice. so deeply grateful that I'm free in that, because it's, you know, there's so much misery all the time mm-hmm. and, and we haven't seen them. T- there's certainly been no bonking to talk of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the most they could get was a fleeting handhold. And so that really actually sat with me. It was oh. actually very um, Jane Austen to me. Right. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my my bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that, what about you? Whereas mine isn't as nice as that, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm just going to change the mood a bit. I think the highlight for me, and it's kind of like an awful highlight, which was I was just so relieved when Fred went to June's room and she wasn't there. Yeah. And I just thought, you gross man. <laughs> you are just like, I just, I just hate him so much. And I just thought, yeah, you know what? We didn't actually see you tried on with June and I'm so relieved that I didn't have to watch yeah. that this episode. So thank you. Where did the white rose come from though? I reckon it was from him, right? Creepy. Oh, yeah, I thought so maybe creepy. I thought maybe Nick, but maybe that's too much of a tell. I reckon we could play a drinking game with how much we say creepy in these episodes. Yes. <laughs> but it's so we'll true. do a super cut when the <laughs> show's over. I just don't think Nick does those sorts yeah, of romantic true. actions. I think it's sort of something that the commander what, would giving do. flowers. Yeah. How could he get away with that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's no, too big. Not possible. Not with mm. Little Miss um, Child Bride <laughs> hanging around too. <laughs> exactly. Mm. For me, it was June's response to set momentary Eek. when Emily had the outburst at the at the shop oh, and sort of yes. basically along the lines of collusion yeah. deserves an explosion, I'm paraphrasing, but anyone who's helping out Gilead deserves to be blown apart. And that's awkward for June mm-hmm. because she's yeah. been having yeah. a nice time with Serena, mm-hmm. listening to Motown, sipping tea, redrafting yeah. the security protocols. So the look that June gave was sort of gulp. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of um, grappling with how far in she's now too because yeah. at one point Janine says to her, you sound just like them yep. as well. And yeah. I was like, oh. 
is she like now crossing onto the other side mm. in the eyes of some people perhaps? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a bit of a wake-up call for June. Mm. sort of like yeah. I'm going back too far in that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. pull back a little well, bit. Well, I thought it was really interesting because it means that she's kind of adapting to this world now because mm. in season one it was like her face was always – she was always very horrified and upset and angry, whereas like this episode and last episode she wasn't angry so much. It almost seems like she's adapting to this new world, mm. which is really kind of frightening and I think it's actually scared herself yeah. how like uh, sort of how well she's managing and I found that really interesting because she's managed to find a working relationship with Serena but she's also sort of found one with Aunt Lydia as well. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, this is like she's sort of becoming a leader of the handmaids in a way because she's the one that sort of started off them all whispering their names to each other, which seems to have completely right. changed the tone exactly. of the handmaids. Exactly. And now they're outright talking to each other in mm-hmm. front of guardians yes. and saying, no, I've got this, move away, guardian. Yes, exactly. That's like a completely different dynamic to what we've ever seen. And there's a casual banter between them as well. They're talking about movies, there's aliens. Pop culture, yeah. May the force be with you. Yeah, it's quite playful. Hi. (laughs) Blessed be the fruit. May the force be with you. (laughs) And that's where I think this episode is kind of a resetting of the boundaries of what's kind of an acceptable level of resistance. Like It's only a couple of episodes after the explosion, which obviously was kind of backfired because more handmaids died yeah. than commanders. Well, actually, also nothing really has changed quite that much so far. There was, was that say, immediate yeah. aftermath, but now Fred's back. He Fred's wants ba- I predicted he was going to be away for a while. I predicted he was going to be dead. None of that happened. Yeah, Terrible. well, this seems to be a couple of months. Like, he's right. certainly there's no evidence of having been near death. It's, yeah. He's just got a limp and a walking stick now as, as the only evidence. But we've seen June and Serena have their little negotiation mm. The commander doesn't like that so much when he knows they've been writing, but then ultimately when he knows they've been helping out a doctor. It's interesting because I'm kind of wondering what is it going to take to bring down Gilead? Because, like, I found the bombing really heartening. Like, that was sort of the ending for that episode that I needed. Mm. Whereas apparently what the show was trying to say was that violence is not the answer because so many handmaids died is that you shouldn't try and beat a violent regime with more violence. And I just thought, well, what is it actually going to take? Yeah, but what else, what can they do? And so this is what I'm thinking about Canada. (laughs) I was thinking, you know, I think they sort of had an excuse in season one for not doing anything because I don't think the world really knew what was happening in Gilead. And I think we had that example when the ambassador from a different country came and she was Mm. under the impression that all of the handmaids were doing it voluntarily. But there has been too many refugees going to Canada now. Canada knows what's going on. You know, at the very least, Moira has told them all, everything. So in that sense, they know. They they know what's happening to human rights there. So when are they going to do something? (laughs) What are they actually going to do? And so I'm really curious to see, I guess, how this season's going to go in terms of what is it actually going to take to destruct this. Well, there is going to be that commander. He is going to Canada because Serena's been drafting the agenda. and Yeah, so I guess we're getting to that point fairly soon. Which reminds me that, like, the one thing we didn't see this episode was any of Luke and Moira. Yes. Um, And this episode was also interesting. It sort of didn't drive the plot forward at all. No. Although, hang on, actually... I think it reveals a really key failing of Gilead that no one seems to have considered. So this baby is declining um, and then all of a sudden after cuddling her mum for a little while, she's back in full health. And I think that's saying that babies need their mum's love. I mean, this is such a loveless society. Mm -hmm. They talk about love. They talk about God's love. There is no love, you know, like 
people can't exist in in a loveless state. And so it's not a surprise that the babies are failing to thrive. But once they have their mum's affection, and that's not to say adoptive mothers can't give that, but we just saw Angela's mum wasn't quite the most affectionate or, you know, Mm. couldn't quite connect with the baby. I think the fact that we see Angela come back to health after her time with Janine really speaks to something, some key failing here that's going to... Oh, I like that. This might dismantle Gilead because, you know, their whole operation is to, like increase the human race because they're mm-hmm. they're failing their their ideas of how to go about it aren't working they yeah. really aren't i think i think it also shows because they seem to make a deliberate point to show how much women's work is not being used in gilead yep. and yes, to gilead's yeah. detriment which you could see in like a few ways like one was when fred came home and waiting in the hallway was like Serena, Risha, <laughs> yeah. june and i eden. keep forgetting her name eden thank you yeah. <laughs> i just thought of all the people to have the most power in this house, Fred, he's not he's not the smartest. He's not the yeah. str- he's not the he's strongest. Not he's not by the, his compatriots. No, he's not the most talented. Like he really shouldn't be running this household, but he has such extraordinary power there. And it, like and you're looking at June and Serena working together, and you can just imagine in some sort of alternate universe yeah, where yeah. their politics kind of aligned, they could be quite a powerhouse totally. together. Yeah. And um then and June observes that. She yeah. said, you know, we may have worked together. Yeah. In a different time, yeah. And when Serena mentioned that there was, you know, world-leading neonatologist as one of the Marthas, I was like, oh, is that Rita? I was, I was <laughs> thinking it was going to be Rita. And then I was disappointed it wasn't, but it was still it was still lovely to see that woman, you know, put on her stethoscope and be back. And mm. thrive. Like it's probably yeah. been a couple of years and she's 10 cc's of this and, mm-hmm. you know, something else stats straight away. And going back to my theory about the baby and her return to health through mum's love, the neonatologist did say, I can't see anything physically wrong with the baby. All you need to do is detach her from these machines and make her feel warm and safe. How dare you give up? Ma'am, we've done a very extensive evaluation. There are no anatomic, infectious or metabolic causes that explain this baby's condition. You are supposed to be the best in your field. I am the best. I was. All we can do for Angela is to unhook her from all those machines, help her feel safe and warm. And pray. Let's go. Yeah. And who better to make her feel warm and safe than her mother? Janine. She's so funny. Because, like, Janine. (laughs) Janine. (laughs) (laughs) Because, look, I think she had one of the best lines of the episode, but in a way that was kind of funny yet also sad, which was, she's so glad to be out of the colonies and she's got, and she's got a really nice household (laughs) now because she doesn't have to give blowjobs. It's just the rape ritual. And I thought, wow, she can really find the optimism anywhere. (laughs) Which is why though I found her comment to um, June surprising when she said, you sound just like one of them. Mm. Because it sounds like she was, you know. She had all the good lines actually. She did. She had a good one. Um, And also that comment to June, I think, shook June a bit because then, and then very soon after that, June's asking Serena to yeah. get her help to right. let Janine mm. see this baby. Because at first I was like, why would June do that? Like it didn't work for her with Hannah, but yeah. she has no investment in this one. So that's probably why Serena says yes to this one yeah, because it's yeah. not part of their transactional relationship. I was it's, wondering about that yeah. because, like, you know that I, I have some feelings about <laughs> Serena and I was thinking, <laughs> so they have any feelings about Serena? I haven't given her a second thought. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, is this, is this sort of, is there a possible redemption arc? for her 
Yeah. Um, and that's that's in the background, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of, is it going to be mm. the flipping of Serena? They that, keep trying yeah. to get us to feel sorry for her. Because I just don't know that I can. Like, I just don't <laughs> know that I would believe it if it actually happened. I just don't think we've seen enough from her which shows that she has it within her to be worthy of a redemption arc. And even this episode, because yeah. I think this episode is the one where she shows a softer side and she also becomes a victim in mm. a way that we've never really seen before. But I, I was wondering about her motives. So the fact that she was thinking about baby Angela the whole time, I even still I couldn't quite warm to that for her because I was still thinking she's always felt that she would have been a better mother for her. Mm. Yeah. Whenever she's seen Angela, she's always sort of been upset with Angela's mother's lack of lack of maternal sort of yeah, instinct. Yeah. So I sort of she's always been a bit proprietary towards that baby. So that sort of made sense to me why she would be so involved in this because there's that, that um, underlying feeling of I would be doing this better. Yeah, sure. Um, and she can lord it over the mother afterwards when she's mm. the one. So I didn't quite understand why she would have allowed Janine to go to the hospital because mm. it just looks like it just looks like a mistake. It just seemed a little bit unbelievable. I wasn't really understanding why Serena would have actually agreed to Also that. Aunt Lydia. <laughs> like she, she's reluctant and she states her reluctance mm. and sort of puts it all on June. If this goes bad, it's on mm. you. But Aunt Lydia, she's been good cop for a little bit now. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a bad cop, Aunt Lydia, coming up in the next episode. <laughs> Maybe so, to yeah. put Serena back in her place is what I'm thinking. Like if the commander feels that his household is turning against him, He's going to call on right, Aunt Lydia right. to come back, I think. But. I was thinking one of the great things about the show is how unpredictable everybody is. Yeah. I think normally in a great show there is one unpredictable character, but there are so many in this one yeah. that I couldn't tell that when June did ask Serena if um, Janine could go visit the baby, I thought that there was a chance that June was going to get punished. Yeah. And then when Aunt Lydia was talking to June about it and couldn't believe that she had told Janine about Angela's ill health, I thought, oh, no, June is going to get punished again. Mm. And then the same with the commander. It's like I never really know how anyone's going to react. And Janine, I thought, how is, how is Janine going to react in this hospital? Is she just going to go crazy? Yeah. yeah. And she didn't. I just mm. thought, wow, all of these characters so have the potential to go way off the rails. <laughs> and yeah. I thought it's so interesting that we just don't know what to expect from them. Well, that's how they are living there as well. I mean, Offred has no idea how anyone's going to re- react to any of her attempts to <laughs> do anything. So, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a great read and it shows how what's going to happen next week, our <laughs> predictions yeah, exactly. are not yeah, worth goddamn time. Quite work out. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I really thought that this week we were going to see June and Serena working together. I thought that Fred was still going to be in hospital yeah. and we yeah. would like see a bit more of them sort of ruling over Gilead. Yeah. And they sort of got rid of that whole notion within like the first five minutes. Mm. And I thought, oh, where is this going to go then? But it was still June and Serena at work together. Yeah. It was just in, in a, a way, way that I totally hadn't imagined. I thought this show was so good. Yeah. I'm not sure that Gilead is exploring every doctor available to them. I see. What do you think? Well, I think if it were my baby, I would do whatever I could. Law or no law. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But we should talk about... um, Serena's punishment. Yeah. Which I thought was um the was whipping. The whipping. You know what? It was it was hard to watch and I think that you couldn't watch it without feeling sorry for her. Definitely. Mm. But I do find it intriguing how the punishments are different for wives versus for handmaids. Yeah. So I thought the punishment for a handmaid, if she had done something like that, 
you know, Janine's lost an eye. Yeah. Um, Ovglen lost her tongue. Someone um, lost their hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I thought losing a hand probably would have been quite fitting for this, seeming as she was using it to hold oh, a pen and, right, write, right. and write laws. And I thought, oh, okay, so wives. So wives I don't think don't... they want their abuse to be visible. I think that's part of the psychological control of oh, wives. Right. But I thought it was interesting that like wives seem to escape the harsher punishments which Aunt Lydia doles out to their handmaids. Yeah. What stuck out to me in that scene was also the camera stayed on June's face mm. for each whip and you see her flinching. You don't really see, I mean, you see a bit of Serena, but it stays very certainly on June and it's almost like June, this is as much an assault on June and June's experiencing Serena's assault in a way that Serena never connected with how June was being yes. abused. So, you know, I, I suppose it shows a level of empathy and, and experience, uh, you know, with violence that June has that Serena yeah. is now new to. Sure. And I guess also we should see what flipped the commander that time rather than at first finding out that they'd been doing so much work in his absence. You know, what, what turned him was finding out that he'd signed the order to allow this Martha to act as a doctor when he'd shot that down earlier in the episode, but then he said no one was more surprised than me to see that I'd signed the order. <laughs> um, you know what I think it was? I actually don't think that he was that upset with Serena. I, I actually think it was because he went to the room and June wasn't there. His plaything wasn't yeah, there. Right. Mm. And the reason ah. why she wasn't there was because she was off with Serena because Serena had engineered it. And yeah. I just and I just right, think that he was so annoyed. I, I thought sure. it was because she expressly did she did something he expressly said no to. Yeah. Like he she asked him yeah. if we could free the Martha for a day and he said no, but she still went ahead and did that. So so that was a really clear disobeying yeah. moment. No, that's good, but I like the deeper layer. You just yeah, pointed yeah, that yeah, now. Yeah. I'm gonna go rewatch it again now. <laughs> I think what the punishment of Serena perhaps shows is how much their relationship has changed in terms of the power dynamic because just a few episodes ago we had a flashback and they were both equals. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have said that one was smarter than the other. Serena had written a speech. Fred was sort of helping her fine-tune it. Uh, and so they really seemed to have a good partnership, which was what their relationship and, and marriage, I'm sure, was sort of based on how different that is now and what does it say that just because Fred has the power it doesn't mean he has to use it but he has he has he yeah. has totally gone for it he has totally shut her out and when and when the rules say he must punish her he does he does and quoting passages about the wife being the weaker vessel and yeah he's, yeah. he's using that power and publicly shaming her in front of the handmaid as well to try mm -hmm. and drive a wedge again possibly. What, but what he's actually done is I think put them on a more equal footing and yeah. sort of given them a level of camaraderie mm -hmm. that wasn't quite there before. I mean I, we haven't seen it fully expressed yet through the, the punishment that happened. Mm. The commander wants to see you in his office. Both of you. Do you know one real world connection I did make? Is anyone listening to Caliphate, the New York Times no. podcast? No. It's about ISIS and sort of ISIS's growth throughout the Middle East. And this latest chapter seven talks all about the fall of Mosul. And it sort of mimics actually how Gilead came to be in a way in that, Ooh. you know, there was years of war and sort of uh, instability. And then there was the final battle for Mosul in which the, the Iraqi security forces were overthrown and, and ISIS had set up shop the next day, kind of mimicking, you know, the mm. battle that happened in, in what was America, now Gilead. And um, then all of a sudden these very public displays of violence started taking over the city. Rukmini Kalamaki is the reporter. And you see people hung, you know, mm. hanging from bridges and all the rest. And women now had to be completely covered. 
and and then for public acts of violence, you'd have people reading from scripture to justify scripture oh. or to justify the acts of violence, which mimics Fred reading before mm-hmm. abusing um, Serena. And so it just felt like, oh, my God, we talk about, you know, there's so many connections with Gilead to the real world. But this is a very contemporary, mm-hmm. very now example of how it's all playing out. So anyways, mm-hmm. I was just I was listening to Caliphate thinking, oh, hang on, I've seen this <laughs> on a show, but it's real life. Yeah. Yeah. That is quite depressing, isn't it? Like because everyone keeps talking about how this could this could really happen. Yeah. But it's happening. It is, it's it has, happening. It's it just, happened. you know, yep. different religions extremism, but mm. either way, it's yeah, similar sort of horror. Now we should talk a little bit about Nick as always. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay, so Nick and Eden. Actually, speaking of Eden, if his whole theme of the episode was about women's work, I thought it was interesting that she doesn't have any. <laughs> she is yeah, so bored. She's bored. She has yeah. nothing she's to do. Wants to spruce up the house. And, I mean, Paint it yellow or something? She is a child, let's remember, mm-hmm. and she's acting like a child. Trying. He remembered her favourite colour and it brightened her day no end. It's mm-hmm. she's, got, oh. she's got nothing and she, going she's on. she was wondering it's... if Fred liked her little, I don't know, what was that, a handkerchief gift when yeah. he came back from hospital? That, yes. Her, oh, yes. Ju- Fred Ju- doesn't face. care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> darling. <laughs> He's not interested. That's true. That was good face. <laughs> so funny. Eden has absolutely nothing to do. She's relying on Nick to come home every night and that's her only outlet, which sort of shows how underused everybody is. I actually do feel sorry for her. Mm. I feel like she's been abandoned. Yeah. She's been abandoned by her family. She doesn't have mm. any friends. She's a brainwashed child. Yeah. yeah, and so I think that Nick isn't really playing this very well and I think all credit to Nick is because he's just a nice guy, but he did have to exert some authority. So just after the commander exerted his authority over Serena, mm. Nick was actually forced to oh, exert me. some over Eden. Mm. There was a side of Nick that we haven't seen before. But is that more sort of out of self-preservation because she could be dangerous? She's not afraid to report things. Mm-hmm. Um, did he need to go that hard and firm because, you know, if she had read those letters and if she's going to say something, like that could destroy a lot. I think it was an immediately fearful response. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not too bright keeping those letters, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, well, those just seem to keep... Yeah, you're right, Fiona, absolutely. (laughs) But I kind of liked after he had them back in his hands and he was sitting on the bed, he was actually holding them very, very gently. Yeah, I really liked that because I just thought, you know, they are precious. They are. Because I thought he very easily just could have thrown them in a drawer or thrown them on the bed or just thrown them somewhere, but he didn't. He held them and I was Mm. like, aww. He feels the weight of what they represent. (laughs) (laughs) Now burn them. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do we think she's read them? What do we think? Yeah, well, I she's pretty bored, too. isn't she? <laughs> she's pretty bored. Nothing but else that to is, do. Um, you know, women, women are, are not allowed to, allowed to read in Gilead, yeah. and she she follows the rules. She follows the rules. She does. Yeah, she does. Oh, that's quite depressing. Can she isn't read? It? Can, you know, that's she, interesting. Actually, that's a really good question. Can she read? I reckon she can read. I'm just not sure whether she read yeah. the letters. Well, she can't read her husband. <laughs> <laughs> she can't read a room. No. <laughs> that is too good. No. <laughs> Okay, so it's a mystery. Uh, so where we leave it, baby Angela is saved. Mm. Uh, everyone's really happy. It's, it's nice to end on an uplifting. Everyone's really happy. Oh, my gosh. I was crying scene. so much oh. in this episode. Mm. Like like halfway through, once Janine got to see the baby, I just sort of lost it. Aww. And then like towards the end when she's singing, singing so yeah. beautifully to the baby and the, and the baby is so adorable and happy. I we know. finally get to see her and, um, uh, yeah, I just thought of all of all the episodes, like we see so much horror, but it's this episode that had me crying the most. And I thought, I'm so glad I didn't watch this at work. 
<laughs> I'm, maybe I'm heartless. I didn't cry at all yeah, in this I, episode. I didn't. I found it really nice. Yeah, I was, I was it touched. It didn't affect me quite as deeply. Do you know what I always think about, though, <laughs> is when Janine's acting, oh, she's obviously wearing, like, that fake skin patch over her eye. Are the tears just gathering back there? Oh, yes, I've also wondered how My that works. My always goes to really practical matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, good point, Sana. And The Handmaid's Tale Instagram account, everyone on yes. the cast is having yeah. a turn at running it. And Madeline Brewer, who plays uh, Was Janine. doing so. Yes, she was posting some grizzly pics of the application of the latex. Oh, and the coming off afterwards at the end of shoot day. And maybe maybe that's why it was on my mind because I saw I saw that Instagram video of it coming off and it looks so awful. Yeah, but, um, So we haven't had a Janine backstory. I kind of don't think we're ever going to no. get one. I feel like this was her episode. Yeah, that's because like Emily's had an episode. Serena's had an episode. Yeah. Janine has now had one. We are at the back end of the season now, aren't we? So I'm sort of I'm sort of wondering. We're halfway through. Moira's yeah. had an episode, so we are sort of running out of characters. Aunt Lydia, oh, Aunt Lydia, please, Aunt Lydia, oh, yeah. please. Aunt yeah. Lydia and Rita. I'm actually Rita. wondering now because of what the other Martha's job was, who was the yeah. neonatal what expert. Do? What did Rita do? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's something amazing. I have a question about race, actually. Yes, please. Because the Marthas, well, Rita and the neonatologist, I don't remember her name, they're both black women. Yeah. Are all Marthas black women in sort of a, you know, mimicking because racist don't see history of America? Any black like, wives. No, exactly. Oh, um, I feel like we saw a black wife when Eden was getting married off in that group ceremony. I just don't, I don't know if there's a racial element to the hierarchy here. I mean, I think there mm. is in the book, but mm. that's not fully explored here. Mm. They were criticised for season one for not exploring it at all, which was sort of like a massive oversight. Yeah. They did say that they would address it in season two, but I, I haven't, haven't yeah, I haven't seen it yet and they're running out of episodes. So I'm really looking forward to how they're going to address that. But it always does concern me in a show that if someone didn't see it to address it in season one, are they really the best people to address it in season two? Mm. So I'm curious to see how they do it. Well, anyways, I do want to know, Rita, what the hell's going on with her backstory and definitely Aunt Lydia and actually Fred a bit more. I think Fred's just yeah. such a loser. I just don't, I just don't care. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I feel like that backstory. Because he killed episode, somebody, remember? That's right. Because Serena was like, be a man. Yeah. I think there's going to be more Fred Serena as well just as Gilead is happening because we've really only seen the impetus for mm. them drafting it and yeah. then when she gets shot. But, yeah, we haven't seen when it's all going down, what, yeah. they, what they do and the roles yeah. they play. So, for example, but how is she going to respond to the whipping? Does she feel that she deserved it? Does she feel that Fred should have done it? Or is she going to retaliate against him? Which I really hope she does. Yeah. And what was also She'll really... be more subtle about it, I think. She won't copy his signature necessarily. Right. But I think that's tested the boundary there. Okay, that's too far, but there's other ways she can maybe maybe negotiate it. Their disagreement about Serena feeling surely, um, you know, saving the life of a baby is the most important objective mm. of Gilead. Yeah. And um, Fred saying, no, 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 God's will is God's will. Is it, That's a really key difference in their ideas about mm. the, what the purpose of the society is. Like I was surprised by Fred saying that because, yeah. of course, isn't this entire world to preserve? Sadly, I was not surprised by Fred saying that. Yeah. Serena is right. You know, Serena's she's right, absolutely yeah. right. So but, where, where, um, what's his, what's he? Yeah, you know, that actually reminded that? me of an episode of Downton Abbey, which oh. was when one of the daughters was pregnant and her labour was in trouble and they had to... They, and they needed to have this. a doctor come to the house and the wife was trying to tell the husband that he needed to call one and he didn't because, you know, 
guys because oh, guys know better and they're the right. ones ruling the house and and in that show that was a sign of how much power the men had at the like at the time which was mm. sometimes misused sometimes by accident sometimes deleted. yeah 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 but in this case, I thought it was the same thing again. Right. Which is here we here we go again. The guys so are, the guys are fully in charge and they really shouldn't be because they don't make all the right decisions. So, so Fred isn't so concerned about babies and propagating the declining human race. He's concerned about just power. power he just yeah. wa- he just wants the power because look how quickly he has push Serena aside. They had a relationship of equals and they do not anymore. And it doesn't have to be that way inside their house. He has made it that way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And the way this wraps up, June in a voiceover says, Someone once said, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. We should have known better. That's such a famous line. Like, yeah, well, that, like Margaret that Atwood. Yeah, that line. <laughs> Did she say it? Yeah, it's oh, credited really? to her. Was it her line? Yeah. Oh, yeah. isn't that a bit of self-reflection? And it gets quoted <laughs> a lot. It does. Yeah. Okay, it's a great it's line. Great. Yeah. yeah, it's a great line. Because <laughs> it, it rings so true. Yeah, oh. yeah. All right. Well, we've kind of covered what we think might yeah, happen I was, next week. But I was uh, say one more thing. Time is running out. How many months pregnant do you think? Yeah. Well, I was trying to do the maths on this one too because baby Angela is 10 months. 10 months old, yes. Yeah. When she was in that humidity creep, I thought, oh, she looks like a newborn. Runs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when Janine's singing to her, she looks yeah, a bit older. So, she's going to pop soon. Well, I'm thinking she's probably six months. Yeah, I was thinking six or seven months. Because he was in hospital for a couple. Um, I'm thinking this series has got to end with the birth. Yes, yeah. Sort of leading up to that. I That's going to be the final mm. episode, surely, mm. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I am wondering because time is running out for June because Lydia gave her those options, she says, once you have the baby, there is no future for June, but there is a future for Offred. And time is running out for June to get Hannah back. Mm. And so towards the end of the episode, we see June go downstairs to talk to the commander and she's really playing an angle there. Ah, yes. She hasn't shown her cards yet, so we don't know how she's going to do it and what she's actually trying to get. But I was thinking, like, what is she really doing here? And I thought she must realise time is time is ticking and she could be booted out of that house once the baby is born and she's got access right now to the commander, mm. like not just any old husband and wife but the commander. So she needs to use it. So she's got... Yeah. I was thinking, how many months does she have left? Has she got two months, three months? But she needs she needs to make something work. Yeah. Two months, and then the breastfeeding process, and yeah, so it's like you know, <laughs> four or five tops. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps yeah. it up for this mm. one. A lot going on in that one. Um, thank you for listening. We hope it helped. We think it, I think it helped us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Look, thanks to my co-hosts Sana and Natalie, and thanks also to Haiti Island who stepped in while I was yes. away. Um, we'll be hearing more from Haiti in a couple of weeks, and we love hearing your comments about this podcast and interacting with us on Twitter. Yes, um, we're getting Twitter Love to messages. hear what you think. Yeah, please feel free to leave feedback and give us a rating wherever you get your podcast from. And you can find me on Twitter at anything but Fifi. And Sana, where can we find you? I'm at S-A-N-A, Sana underscore Kadar, Q-A-D-A-R. And Natalie, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at Natalie Hambly. For more coverage of The Handmaid's Tale, head to SBS Guide, where we have episode recaps and recommendations for other things to watch as you await the next episode. Speaking of which, new episodes of The Handmaid's Tale premiere every Thursday on SBS and at SBS On Demand. But just a special note for our Western Australian viewers, on Thursday the 14th of June, The Handmaid's Tale is going to be airing on SBS Viceland instead of Main Channel because of a little thing called the World Cup. Uh, So that's only in Western Australia and only next Thursday the 14th of June. Everyone else, unchanged. 
Also worth noting, if you're looking to head back and revisit season one of The Handmaid's Tale or if you've got friends who've suddenly become interested because you're raving about Eyes on Gilead and want to go and watch season one, there's a limited time to do that because season one of The Handmaid's Tale is set to expire at SBS On Demand on the 30th of June. Season two's not going anywhere. This is just season one. So get in quick. That's 30th of June. Eyes on Gilead is produced by Dan Barrett and edited and mixed by Jeremy Wilmot. You don't own me, I'm not your property So take your dirty brother's thinking eyes off me I like yellow, it's so bright and cherry. Thanks for listening and until next time, don't let the bastards grind you down.